Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. This episode is one of my favorites. We have a special guest, Jason Lang, who has been working with men for 15 years and is also my husband. Listen as he shares about masculine energy and how to support and love a masculine partner. Welcome everyone to a special episode with my guest, Jason Lang. Hard to believe that we've been doing this podcast for over a year, and this is the first time that we are getting able to dive deep into his insight, wisdom, perspective, and experience with coaching men. Jason has been part of men's group and coaching men for the last 15 years and has a wealth of experience from his own journey and all of his clients and other men that he's connected with over the years. So Jason, thank you so much for being here. Good to be here. So what I thought we'd do for this first episode with Jason is just talk more about masculine energy. If you've been listening to this for a while, you hear me talk about the terms masculine and feminine. We all have masculine and feminine within us, but I have my own perspective on masculine energy based on my own experiences. However, I'm I'm not predominantly in my masculine and I'm not, not a man. So I would love for Jason to just share with us, you know, casually, how does how do you describe masculine energy? What is masculine energy for you? Um, there's lots of lots of directions to go with that, but in terms of the work I've primarily studied, the yeah, masculine energy is a slower energy, a more grounded energy, um, an empty energy. It is a directional energy, so the masculine. Masculine energy likes to bring things to completion and to end things, um, which is why guys like to often try to fix things to make the problem go away, which I'm sure a lot of you ladies have dealt with to sometimes great frustration. Um, Yeah, you know, masculine energy is... um, It's the part of us that just witnesses and sees um, that never changes from kind of the more spiritual context. It's, it's the part of us that has been witnessing our whole life since before we were born and we'll be witnessing our lives after we're born. And that type of, um, consciousness is really the epitome of of the masculine. So whether or not you want to call it masculine or, um, young or consciousness, or emptiness, um, or even death. You know, death itself is uh, one of the great masculine energies versus, you know, life, which is a feminine energy. Wow. So when we talk about um, the masculine, that's the energy we're really talking about that's inside all of us. I love those perspectives. It's given me some new things to think about, and especially the energy of death. That feels feels confronting sometimes, and... And also the energy of awareness beyond this moment, beyond this lifetime, beyond 
all the patterns and the ups and downs that in our feminine, we can experience so much with our emotions changing, our thoughts changing, our desires changing. It gives me a new respect for how much the masculine has to hold when he's around uh, a feminine, feminine creature or, or just, you know, in the presence of someone really in their feminine. So, so what makes you or the men you've worked with feel more connected to their masculine? Is it about taking away their connection to the feminine so much, or is it more about bolstering their masculine or how does, how does that kind of take shape? Um, it depends for different men. It's different things, but you know, the, the, the great masculine yearning is for freedom. So it's lack of constraint, which you could, you can conceive of emptiness, or nothingness is the ultimate version of that. There's just no constraint, nothing needed, nothing to do. Um, and so there's lots of different ways men try to achieve that and go for that. Um, it's one of the reasons, you know, men love sporting events and doing great physical achievements and meditating and doing things that kind of cause them to just dissolve into that emptiness. So for a lot of men, you know, in this day and age, it takes practice to connect to that part of ourselves. Uh, there's a reason most of the great spiritual lineages, which were mostly formed by men, um, really kind of prioritized the sitting alone in a cave with nothing to do. Because that's kind of the masculine quest is to, to achieve that kind of emptiness, um, that kind of no responsibility in some sense. So men can connect, connect to that uh, oftentimes by just slowing down, connecting to their breath, feeling um, that infinite part of their consciousness that has never changed. That's, you know, one of the great, great things, uh, great ways to think of the masculine. And like I said, is just that which never changes. And there's a piece of us that never changes, and it's a certain perspective. It's a bigger perspective that we can take and dial into that tends to put things in context for a lot of men. Um, as men, as men, as we continue to ground into this and feel our masculine, you know, it shows up in terms of how our bodies appear in the world. Mm. Um, Tell me more about that, yeah. Uh, you know, we tend to have stronger, more structured posture. Our bodies tend to be more still and not moving as much, moving more slowly. You know, when you think for most people, when they think of like a deeply embodied masculine figure, you know, he's moving very um, intentionally in everything he does. You know, mm. martial arts are a great way to think of kind of... Um, masculine energy where every movement is is serves a purpose in some sense and is directional and focused and moving towards something um, and there tends to be you know less fidgeting is one thing that uh, my teacher often talks about and that we can notice as we like drop more into stillness as men there's there's less fidgeting there's less touching ourselves there's less bouncing there's more just kind of being here hmm. yeah i can even just feel that energy as you're talking about it and especially when you talked about no constraints nothing needed nothing to do no responsibility 
I can understand why a lot of times women I work with will get frustrated that the men they're texting with or messaging with aren't replying, aren't texting them more, aren't, you know, making a plan for the next time they'll see them. And hearing you say all these things, it's like, well, yeah, because they don't want to have to feel responsible to answering your texts all the time, or they don't want to have to feel that kind of sense of, of pressure. Whereas in a feminine perspective, I think of it as just, oh, connection, let's connect more and more and more and more. But it can feel to the masculine, it sounds like, you know, like pressure, like responsibility, like an opportunity to have to do it right. And, and if you don't, you know, just having to deal with all that. So that's definitely, definitely helpful. And the posture thing, you know, I think a lot of times women might think, well, am I in my masculine? Is my partner in my, in his masculine? Um, that's a great just little hack is to notice someone's someone's presence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, another thing to think about in terms of all of our masculines is it's it's the it's the part of us that's also aware across time, mm. right? In, in the sense that um, masculine structure often comes you know comes in when it's like oh I'm going to deny doing the thing that feels good right now in order to move towards this longer term goal mm. that I want to achieve. So I'm not going to go out drinking tonight or I'm not going to um, eat this extra, you know, thing of ice cream because I'm working towards this longer term goal. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to be solely focused on my pleasure in the moment, um, which has upsides and downsides to the masculine. You know, some people do that too much. Some people do that too little. But that part of us that um, tracks things over time, so to speak, that's that's very masculine. Um, you know, I've studied a lot with John Wineland, who's a student of David Data, amongst others. And one of the phrases they talk about a lot that I love is the masculine is the master of time and space. So um, structure, you know, when and where that's masculine energy, like specifically when, where and how are we going to do it? That's that's the masculine, and that's all. what we can learn to cultivate as men, in terms of um, making plans and being aware of when do we need to leave, when do we need to arrive, what do we need to wear. You know these these simple type things that um, a lot of men I work with these days take for granted, Definitely. and that I know can drive some women crazy. Yes, oftentimes as women, we're craving for the masculine to tell us what time on what day and what to prepare for. I know for me, even just talking about it, it makes me feel giggly, like, oh, I feel taken care of, or he's thinking about things for me, so I don't have to. It's it's really, you know, nourishing to my nervous system and a gift, a, a real gift of the masculine. So let's talk about why this matters. Like, obviously, you and I both work with people on their relationships and on dating, um, you know, polarity is not a new concept, but it feels like it's even more important than ever before because we do all have these different energies and, and we can go just unconsciously into our old patterns. But like, what, what are some of the downsides? Like if a man comes to you and wants to work with you on his love life or his masculinity, um, how does he, why is he in that place? Or like, why does this matter for him to focus more on his masculine? Um, well, for one, our culture has just evolved so much that it used to just be, you know, men and women were mostly roles. And as long as we did those roles, everything was fine. But that all started to, you know, shift and change in the, particularly in the mid to late 60s. 
and women were able to step out of just being housewives and actually enter into the cultural sphere and the workforce. And that required them stepping into their masculine. Actually, that, that part of them that was going for achievement, that was independent, that was going for what they wanted. And at the same time, around that time, men started growing their hair out and kind of wearing flower T-shirts. And the, the men started um, for the first time really in, in a large scale accessing their feminine, learning to connect to their feelings, working collaboratively, um, just living for the pleasure of life versus trying to achieve some kind of outcome. And that was a huge cultural shift for us that opened up so many great things. Um, but then as the years have continued to, to move on, um, it creates a lot of confusion in dating and relationships as well, where often, you know, countless times now, um, you know, men are kind of directionalist, not really sure what they're doing with their lives and having a hard time magnetizing a really powerful partner. And then a lot of women are just kicking ass, right? Running the world, which is to our betterment. Um, but then that sometimes creates struggles in relationship of, well, who, how does this work? Um, do I lead? Do you lead? What does that feel like? What relaxes you? What relaxes me? So a lot of men just need to learn to wield these tools um, to create, yeah, to create connection, to create polarity, to create um, chemistry in their relationships in that, you know, are for all that these um attributes have evolved and men can now access their feminine more and women can definitely access their masculine more there's you know it's there's historical elements to how we've evolved even in our nervous systems that a female nervous system is different than a masculine nervous system and that you know women tend to thrive on touch and connection and pleasure and oxytocin and men tend to thrive on progress and achievement and testosterone. And if we don't know that, it can create some confusion. Um, I know it can often create a lot of confusion in the bedroom where, you know, men are just ready to go and women need time oftentimes to warm up, feel some emotional connection for their bodies to open and that's a huge part of what this work is, is a, is a man knows and is able to touch into his masculine. He's actually able to create an environment where a woman can relax and feel safe and open herself. If you don't know how to touch your masculine, though, and you're actually more in your kind of soft feminine and the woman's taking the lead, that can create some friction, even in just the bedroom. Mm, that's such a good point. And it makes me think about how in a strange way the focus on porn in our culture is making the masculine, you know, drive and um, performance and get it done quick. It's, it's amplifying that. And yet more and more women are in their in their masculine and they need then even more time to get into their feminine. You know, I know that on days when I'm stressed or I'm thinking about my work or I'm in my head and I'm more in my masculine I'm way less connected to my sexuality. So it's taking me and, and most women way more time to slow down to get into their feminine. And yet we have this like pressure on men that they need to do things faster. So it's just a, a big mismatch. And it's interesting as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about all the ways that Jason shows up in his masculine. And I just want to share some of those because I think 
it's insightful for women to know that that is possible. There are men out there doing that. And, um, and if you know someone who's listening to this podcast who could use some support in deepening their masculine, this is just is a great thing to share with them. But Jason earlier was talking about the um, delayed I'll say delayed gratification, but more about tracking something over time. And the very first night that we met, I mean, some of you have heard the story that I did have a dream about him a few weeks before we met in real life, which is so amazing. But when we met in real life that night, we had, he came up and approached me, which was very masculine at the end of the night. And uh, we had a great conversation. We kept the conversation going, even as they were kind of closing down the event. And a bunch of us were talking on the sidewalk. And some people were getting together to go for a drink after, after the event. And I was having such a great time connecting with him. I just assumed that he was too, and that he'd want to get a drink with all of us. And he said, no, I haven't meditated yet today. And it was about 11 PM or maybe 1030. He's like, I need to get back and I need to do that. And on one hand, I was really pissed because I was like, what you're talking to me for having this great connection. Like, how come you're not going to want to stay and hang out with me? But on the other hand, it was super turned on. Like, wow, this is a man of integrity. This is a man who honors his daily commitments. And I had been dating people that didn't didn't feel like that had that same integrity. And, and what I'm seeing now is in the frame that you shared, that was you being in your masculine. That was you honoring your commitments and tracking something over time and, and committing to something bigger than just getting a drink because it sounded good. And I, I continue to see Jason do that. He's very clean with his keto diet and his commitments in that way with his men's groups. And within our relationship, he pretty much always makes the plans for us to do things. I mean, unless I'm in the moment, like I feel like pancakes. And even then he's like, he makes a plan to make it happen. He finds a, finds a place that's open. And, and, um, yeah, I just really appreciate the way that he does master time and space for us and lets us know when we have to leave before we go. And, and all of these pieces that maybe if, if you haven't thought in traditional ways about relationship might not feel important, but it definitely changes the texture and the the flavor of our relationship. And there's so many ways that I can still grow in being in my feminine in order to support that. Um, but let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about what depletes the masculine. So are there things that women or that the world does that, that take you away from your masculine or that deplete your masculine? Um, yeah. Anything that takes our attention. What? <laughs> anything so basically that, everything. <laughs> yeah, anything that feels like constraint. Um, you know, the again, another word we use in this work a lot that I learned from John and David is burden. Uh, the masculine suffers in burden. Like I have so much to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have so much energy to do. I have, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And that feeling of there's so much to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it is, is hard for the masculine. Um, it drains us. And we just anytime we have to do anything mm. really is, is, is it drains us, you know, the ultimate for a lot of men, the ultimate bliss would just be sitting around doing nothing. You definitely see that in the coffee shops in Greece or in other other cities, you know, men just loving to sit around and kind of talk. And I mean, that's basically sports is giving men an excuse to just sit around and and yeah, and do nothing and disengage from life um, in, in some sense. And there's, you know, healthy aspects of that and very unhealthy aspects of that for sure. Um, but 
if we don't take the time to reach this is why it's important to know what masculine energy is and if your essence is masculine now not everyone that's born um, male has a masculine essence just like not everyone that's born female has a feminine essence mm -hmm. that's something you have to discover and in some in some ways there's many different levels of that you know there's our physical body our emotional body our spiritual body mm -hmm. and those can all be in different aspects, but they tend to gravitate more towards one or the other. And then there's a few people that are kind of like just totally equal down the middle. But if, if the masculine is your essence, you need to plug into that energy to recharge. You need to actually have time where you connect to the infinite and disengage from the world in some way, shape or form and have no demands on your attention or your heart and it can be bliss that's why guys like going camping and being out in the woods and just being out in the middle of nowhere um that's why a lot of guys drink to mm. the point where they black out because there's a kind of bliss in that of just disappearing mm. no, you know nothing's there anymore so it's really important to to know what charges you up and it's also important why it's important if you're dating or in relationships to know what charges your partner up if um if you you have a masculine essence and you're totally burnt out um, you might need actual time away from your partner to recharge and she may think or he may think that oh i need to you know spend a ton of time and ask him how he's doing and really kind of get in there and connect and connect and connect and there's nothing wrong with that in the right time and place but sometimes the masculine just needs to shut off and, and go somewhere else and and be in that emptiness um be in that solitude be just with themselves or with a small other group of uh, masculine identified people can you talk more about that about the importance of men's groups because i know in my own experience Jason being a part of men's groups and men's trainings and leading retreats and going off on retreats, even though it's hard for me to have him not be here because I do want to connect with him and love spending time with him. He always comes back more revitalized. And so, yeah, can you just talk more, more about men's work? Why it's important? Um, every man should be in a men's group. That's part of my mission. I think that's continued to evolve. And for so, so, so many reasons, I mean, um, one of the essential elements is that, you know, the masculine, I'd say way more than the feminine, uh, needs the masculine to grow. So the masculine has to do its work with other masculine identified people, period. Uh, this is, you know, some of the trouble we sometimes see in relationship of women see the potential in a man and want to help him change, but they can't actually do it. He has to do that work on him by himself and with other men um, for all kinds of reasons. You know, that's it's partly wired into that male DNA in, in specific. You know, we were the hunters. We were the gatherers. We were the war uh, mongers. We would go away from our tribe, usually in small groups and plunge into difficult circumstances where we didn't eat a lot and we were on the hunt and we were in stillness and we weren't moving a lot and we were quiet and we were in a small tribe and we were getting feedback from each other about the best way to do that hunt or make that war or find that food. 
And that's still with us today. So men's groups, just a really simple kind of modern version of being able to go away and do your work with other men mm-hmm. and find out who you are and bring that then back to your relationships, to your family, to your career. Um, and again, one of the most important things about it is I think it just gives men a space of no demand. You know, there's a, there's a different kind of love that you get from the masculine that just doesn't need anything from you. Nothing. <laughs> Just doesn't need anything. Loves you exactly how you are. Doesn't need you to be any any specific way. And a lot of men, if they haven't gotten that from a father figure, have never experienced that before. And it's incredibly powerful and incredibly nourishing and incredibly recharging. Um, so just having that time with other men, I think, is incredibly crucial. Um, and then on top of that. I'm a firm believer that the uh, I've talked about for a while that I actually think, you know, femininity and masculinity, they're transmissions. So they're, they're embodied states that we have to experience in other people to know what it feels like. Because I can tell you over this podcast what masculine energy is like, or we can stand in the same room and look in each other's eyes and you can actually feel what masculine energy is like. You can see how masculine energy moves and talks and how it responds to difficulty in different situations. And then that gives us the imprint um, to kind of install it in our own nervous system. So again, spending spending quality time with other men on a path um, helps with that. And then there's also this other kind of hidden secret uh, to men's groups that... Uh, um, I kind of often joke about, cause as I talk about these women almost always ask, Oh my God, what is it like? What do you do? And <laughs> the truth is while we do do a lot of masculine practice, um, a lot of times we just talk about our feelings and cry, uh, for a lot of men. And what's interesting about that is, um, men's group becomes a powerful container for men to explore their feminine with without it being a burden on the relationship itself. Um, I'm sure a lot of the women out there listening have had the experience of um, at some time or another feeling like you're your partner's mother, taking care of them, helping them, um, sorting out their feelings, making calming them down, all the all these different things that are okay. I mean, that's going to happen in every partnership. But one of the traps a lot of modern men fall into is not having depth of connection with other men there and not being so much in a culture yet where um, it's really celebrated for men to have access to their feelings and talk about what they're doing um, in healthy ways that men will just kind of lone wolf it through lives and then they meet an intimate partner and then their intimate partner is everything. Their emotional processor, their sexual partner, their best friend. And that puts a lot of stress on the relationship Um, because if you're having a bad day and then you go home and you need your partner to make you feel better, but she's not feeling better because of something you did last week, it it just, it stresses things out. What's great about men's group is again, um, men can hold other men and that structure allows a lot of men to kind of explore feelings they're not so certain about yet or sure about yet. And then with the clarity and feedback they get from men, because the men and masculine in particular grows through feedback. We we need constant feedback of where we're hitting the mark and where we're not hitting the mark. Um, And without that, we just kind of wander aimlessly. So other men can give us feedback that's 
doesn't land in our nervous systems in the same way as our partner might give us feedback. Because <laughs> um, when our partner is giving us feedback, we might be able to blame them, shame them, make up excuses. Oh, that's your stuff. But when eight other men are giving you a specific piece of feedback and they're all in agreement, it's pretty hard to ignore. It's very hard mm-hmm. to ignore. And so that clarity that can, can emerge out of men's group, we can then bring back to our families, bring back to our relationships of like, um, you know, we have this, this joke in, in, in the men's groups I'm in part of, or it's not even a joke, but that like, yeah, uh, the masculine generally should share what it's feeling in about two sentences. And it might drive women crazy, <laughs> but when you can boil it down to two sentences, it lands in a totally different way. Um, with other men and oftentimes on the feminine nervous system. Mm. That's so powerful. Thank you, Jason. And so I'm feeling within myself and a lot of women that I work with, we want to do something to, in quotations, help the masculine. I know the masculine doesn't need help, but we ourselves have our own shadows about hyper, hyper functioning or wanting to do or wanting to soothe or nurture, um, or shaming or emasculating ourselves or others, what nourishes, how, how can a woman nourish her romantic partner or her date? Or is it her just really being in touch with her feminine? Like, are there things that she can embody or convey or do to respect and, and nourish the masculine? Um, yeah, well, for like, like I was saying, um, Burden is the thing for the masculine. So a lot of our struggles are around energy management. We have, oh, I have too much to do. I'm, I'm losing. I'm losing. You know, I've joked with you about that before and I don't have any energy and I'm exhausted and I just, I just want to sit down and be free. Um, so one of the greatest gifts you can give the masculine is your energy is, is literally your, your voice, your expressiveness, the movement to your body, how you enter the room, the light, the way you adorn yourself. Um, it brings the masculine energy. You know, it's, it's why we can be walking through the world, totally contracted, stressed out about life. And a beautiful woman walks by and our whole body shifts like that energy just lands and it revitalizes us. So um, learning to soften into your femininity is often a great gift for the masculine, um, helping us slow down and um, nurturing us in, in with that energy specifically of like um, of your movement, of your voice, of your responsiveness, of your expressiveness. Uh, you know, feminine energy is far more expressive than masculine energy. So your delight in if we do something nice for you, you know, we get you some flowers or pick a cool restaurant and it really excites you, like let that energy fully through. Don't just, oh, thank you. Like <laughs> squeal, like make a noise, dance around <laughs> like that, that, that can so revitalize men on such a, such a deep level. Mm. That makes me smile just just hearing that. And just to go a little bit deeper with that, because one of the things that I work with my clients on is archetypes, whether it's my Queens of Pleasure program or Fabulously Feminine program, because feminine energy is so important. And oftentimes women are only accessing maybe one flavor of feminine, like innocence or, um, you know, power or, you know, that kind of boss babe energy. But what in your experience for you and and the other women or other other men that you've connected with and and led like what are some of the favorite flavors of the feminine that you find the masculine really appreciates um that's a great question um 
mm. like cheerleader, seductive, not you know, nurturing, naughty. <laughs> All. Cool. Okay. Uh, right. So part of polarity is is being attracted to our opposites. So since the masculine is never changing, it's very attracted to that which changes. So it's one of the reasons, you know, men are attracted to all kinds of different women. It's literally the fact that they're different. That that's there's a full range there of of energies and personalities and body types. And for a, a lot of women, they're attracted to like consistency, the same thing, um, integrity, trustability. And so, you know, I would say just range. The more range you can bring, the better. And the, the more uh, vitality that'll often bring to a masculine identified partner. So a range of, yeah, light bubbly energy, dark ferocious energy, innocent energy, um, whatever you can really think of will nourish the masculine 100%. And learning to express those different ranges sometimes in the same sitting is very nourishing for the masculine as well. Um, that, you know, your, again, your expressiveness, your responsiveness, your, the, the, the ocean that is your energy and feelings that, that gives something to the masculine. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. And it's really important for the women listening or anyone who wants to get more in touch with their feminine. You still have to practice being in your feminine. You know, we don't necessarily learn this from our mothers or our society. We're typically taught, you know, be a, be a good girl or, and, and work hard. So you either become the saint energy or you become like daddy's little soldier. You know, you're in your masculine, you're kind of doing things for him growing up. And then you're, you're just in that kind of go, go, go mode. And a lot of times it's not that we don't want to, as women express those different energies, but we either don't feel safe or we have, you know, beliefs or energetic blocks that are keeping us from expressing that. Or we've never, maybe never seen it done in a healthy way. We may associate, well, if I'm, with my, if I'm in my sexual energy, then I'm going to be labeled a slut or I'm going to be like this pop star or I'm, you know, we have a lot of judgments that sometimes we'll put on the feminine. So I just encourage anyone listening to this. If you are curious about how to bring a deeper range, how to bring more energy, how to um, navigate within yourself, those times when you want to just pepper the person you're dating with text and instead maybe need to hold yourself in your masculine or connect with other women who can support you in that journey. So you still have your connection to your desires and emotions, but you're not burdening your potential partner and then causing a lot of friction to the point where sometimes men are just like, I don't want to deal with this right now and, and ghosting and other things happen. Um, so Jason, what, what advice do you have for men, for men who are listening to this, who are maybe feeling stuck or blocked in their relationships or just their deeper sense of purpose and connection to themselves? Um, start meditating, join a men's group, learn about men's work and spend time alone doing nothing. Mm. It's very hard for a lot of men. Well, uh, can be very confronting, but it's also ultimately extraordinarily nourishing. Like go sit in your backyard, set a timer for an hour and then don't do anything. Like not checking your phone or anything. Not checking your phone. <clears throat> just... Mm do nothing immaculately wow. um, and uh, you you may be very surprised at how nourishing and recharging that is and how challenging it is because um, it'll tend to bring up 
a lot of times as we slow down and connect to that more infinite space, it can be confrontational in terms of like, oh, what am I doing with my life? Uh, what have I been avoiding feeling? That stuff will almost always start to bubble up for the masculine when it slows down. Um, but when it's just busy and task and task and task, that's just oftentimes ways for us to avoid those deeper things. So yeah, learning to slow down, be it in a men's group, in your own meditation practice, or just doing nothing, particularly outdoors, will start to really connect you to that energy. Mm. Thank you. And how can people find you who are interested in working with you? Send them over to evolutionary.men. And uh, on there, you can read a bunch of blogs I have, um, some audio podcasts, There's a free webinar for men on dating and relationships. Uh, You can get information about the men's groups I lead here in Los Angeles and the kind of two-day intensives I do a couple times a year, uh, which are like super deep dive men's groups. Cool. Yeah, I see the pictures sometimes that Jason will take of the groups after they've done those two days intensives and you can feel the power and the, the openness at the same time and the strength from people doing their deep, their deep work. So thank you for having that service in the world. Anything else you want to share for men or for women about masculine energy? Um, yeah, I mean, be, be careful. (laughs) So the more, right, the, the masculine craves, um, you know, we might say surrender from the feminine, which is a loaded word for a lot of people, but it really just means a, a, an exposed heart just right a totally exposed vulnerable heart of our partner who's 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 just lost in the flow of the moment and not thinking and totally with us and um that when that happens you uh better be ready to protect her or protect that partner uh there's a lot of trust in that so if you drop the ball it can hurt and so just be prepared for that and know that uh, the more you step into your masculine the more Um, others will open around you and that comes with some responsibility. So just to be aware of that. And it's one of the great gifts and great um, nourishments we receive in the masculine. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jason. Fun to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for Healthy Love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.